time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. Thanks for joining us on this edition of the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. Today's episode is all for you couples out there. Walter Storholt here alongside Glenn Mosseller. He is a registered financial consultant and the founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting. Roadmapfinancial.com is the website where you can listen to past episodes of the show and get more information about Glenn and the team. They've got an office on Mears Chapel Road in Greensboro, and uh, we'll give you other ways to contact them a little later on in the show. Uh, Glenn, we're going to talk today about financial mistakes that couples often make, and I'm sure that getting husbands and wives on the same page with their retirement plan can be one of the bigger challenges that you face. It sometimes is, Walter. You know, I mean, it not not everybody's always thinking the same thoughts, believe it or not, as as was married couples go, right? Exactly. <laughs> sometimes, yeah. Sometimes it's like, oops, I, you know, I didn't know you thought that, and I thought you, I, you know, I thought we were kind of on the same page, and it's it's interesting what what uh, what sometimes comes out of conversations, right? I'm sure sometimes they know the differences that they have when they come in to meet with you, and then other times <laughs> they probably are discovering it for the first time in the meeting, and that can be uh, a lot of fun for you, I'm sure, to be in the middle of. But hey, it's all part of the planning process and getting on the same page. Uh, so let's right. talk about some of the things that couples often mess up and how you help them navigate these areas. What about when it comes to making the wrong choice on how to handle the spousal benefit option on a pension plan, what goes into that decision, and where do you see people go wrong there sometimes? Well, I mean, Walter, I mean, you know, typically, you know, I mean, you know, it's not something that you know that that their folks are faced with that choice right at the same time that you know that, that we have our initial consultations, although it has happened. But you know, typically, it's, it's a scenario. It's like if somebody is a client, you know, they they already know. It's just like if something happens and they get they get notification and they they know they're going to get a pension. You know, one of the first things they do is to say, you know, they, they give a call and say, hey, let's you know, we want to get together and let's let's talk about you know this and you know I, we you know we finally got these numbers and let's kind of do some strategizing about you know how how are we going to do this. It's a scenario where folks. You know, if if they don't, if they're not working with somebody who can really kind of guide them through and understand you know, all the ins and outs of how you know how these options work, you know, you 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 know, you end up sometimes making errors. And 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 the 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 reality is is that I mean, there you can't reverse them. And and you know, in, in the vast majority of cases, it's like once you've made a decision and you've submitted that paperwork, it's like it's you know, it's it's permanent, right? And so you know, I've seen scenarios where. You know, folks will say, you know, hey, um, you know, I'm, you know, there's there's a big difference between, you know, just taking for, you know, one life only. You know, typically, you know, the you know the the spouse that it's it's their pension, right? From you know from their working, you know, you know from their career and so forth. And there's a big difference in in a lot of cases for you know what the what their life only is versus you know what the what the you know taking the spousal benefit is. And so. There are some scenarios where it makes sense to potentially take the one life only and then use the, you know, but then th- think in terms of living on what the, the second choice would have been. You know, in other words, if you if you would have cho- if you would have chosen, you know, option B, which was, you know, which was both lives and that was a reduced amount, you live on that amount, but take the but take the single life and then take the the, the difference of those dollars and, and reposition it somewhere else. There are times when that can actually work and it's, and it's beneficial, but not always. It's again, it's, it's it's a strategy of looking at it. But oftentimes, I, I you know, I've seen folks where they where they didn't think through that as a possibility, or they just said, you know what, you know, I've got my pension, you know, my you know my my spouse has got their pension, and you know, ultimately we've got these we've got these um, we've got these assets that you know that we're going to retire on, and so 
you know, sometimes they'll just say, okay, well, there's enough other assets there that we don't really need to worry about that. And so we're just going to go ahead and take the one life only. And so sometimes that leaves a real vulnerability, right? Because they haven't necessarily thought out all the things that we, you know, that we need to think about in terms of some gaps that are there. Sometimes there's, you know, there, there's, the, there's, the, you know, we talked about in other shows about, you know, the widower's gap, you know, and then drop, you know, drop in income in the household, but the possibility of having, you know, tax rates rise. And, you know, there's a variety of different things. So sometimes, you, you know, you have to think in terms of how, are, you know, if, if you, particularly if a spouse passes away really early unexpectedly that creates a huge you know gap you know that 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 may may not be able to be filled you know for in essence it, it kind of you know ends up you know leaving leaving the surviving spouse in a real difficult spot and you really got to think it through and you know I've seen it I've seen it where it's happened and you know and we and we started to talk about it. it's like well you know what you know what drove you in the direction of making that choice and you know, we talk about it and I say, well, you know, did you think about this or did you think about that? And it's like, well, no, we didn't really we didn't really think about that. And, and, and then we got now we've got to now we've got to kind of think, OK, well, what what resources do we do we have or have you saved that we could possibly reposition some of those things to be able to, you know, to kind of plug this hole, so to speak, that, that could potentially happen? You know, and so the, it's it's far easier to plan ahead versus trying to fix something after the fact. So I really encourage you, you know, if you've got if you've got a pension or you know that one's going to be coming, you know, don't just make a snap decision. You got to really look at all the the ins and outs and the and the pros and the cons of what you're going to do and how you're going to do it. And as you've heard many a times, if you've ever listened to us, is that there's really no such thing as a one size fits all. You know, you know, there might be a scenario that that is more common than than other scenarios, but you still want to look at all of your options to know, you know, that that you that you've made a reasoned decision and you've based and you've made your decision based on facts and information rather than just you know what you thought to be true, because sometimes what you think to be true turns out not to be true, and if you've made you know, irrevocable decisions based on you know misinformation or or, or myth, now you've now you've got a problem. It's one of those things we really want to get right in the retirement planning process. Hard to undo some things, and that falls under that umbrella for sure. So make sure you're having some in-depth conversations about how to handle the pension, the spousal benefit option. All that's really important to see how it fits into the overall plan and what the best choices are there. What about uh, Social Security? Let's talk about that a little bit, Glenn. Again, financial mistakes that couples often make, and sometimes they don't uh, coordinate their Social Security claiming strategy, and that can be a big issue, right? It sure can, Walter. I mean, that's a that's a big one, right? I mean, because when you start looking at, you know, for you know, most people I see, I mean, when we start looking at both of the Social Security benefits, it's typically, you know, it, it's going to be it's going to be a, a a reasonably big portion of of the of the retirement income planning, right? And you know, it's a big difference to you know to decide to take it here or or possibly wait and take it there. Sometimes, you know, it depends upon you know, is there an age difference? You know, how long is one person going to work versus the other? You know, um, did one person have you know uh, you know significantly more wages than the other? You know, there, there are times when it makes sense for one person to take it early and the other person to delay. Sometimes it makes sense for both people to delay. You know, you but there you you've really got to coordinate it and think about it, and and it comes into play in terms of not only just in terms of the Social Security, you know, choosing when are you gonna when are you gonna activate your benefits. I mean, that there's a strategy that's there, but you really want to not only coordinate the you know yours and your spouse's, but you also want to coordinate it with your other resources, you know, and your other your other retirement plans, right? I mean, do you, do you do you have a pension? Maybe yes, maybe no. 
do you, you know, what do you have in terms of retirement accounts or, or other kinds of, you know, accounts or, or possibly rental properties? What is going to be the source of your income, you know, and how, you know, and, and then we have to look at taxation. And oftentimes, you know, taxes, you know, can end up being folks' biggest expense in retirement. And so Social Security ends up being this really wild card in that mix because Social Security benefits are not inherently taxable. But, be, but you know the way that it's the way that it's structured in the tax code, they become subject to taxation based on how much other income you have. So sometimes you know you 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 want to think in terms of you know employing some strategies of repositioning some assets in such a way that you know that 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 you can that you may end up postponing Social Security and creating a larger benefit and possibly less taxation on those benefits by putting some strategies in place earlier versus taking the social security at an earlier time and not, not and possibly leaving your assets as they are some you know sometimes that works sometimes it doesn't i've seen you know a significant number of scenarios where you know by you know by not planning that properly you know they, they in essence they kind of create a scenario where they're they're going to have their social security benefits you know, taxed in perpetuity, right? I mean, it's going li- to literally for, you know, 20, 25, possibly 30 years, you know, they, you know, there are situations where they might have up to 85% of their social security benefits taxed. And when you start looking at the, the lifetime benefits of that, you know, of, of, of what would have happened had it not been taxed or have been taxed at a much lesser amount, suddenly it becomes a really big deal. I mean, we're talking tens, sometimes even hundreds of thousands of dollars in terms of the difference of how how you ended up positioning and when you took your Social Security by determining, you know, how are we going to coordinate our claiming benefit strategies with each other, as well as the overall tax strategy and what other assets do you have and how do you make all those things, you know, fit together and, and, and create a really efficient plan. We're talking about these mistakes that couples often make, financial issues that tend to pop up that Glenn walks people through and has conversations with them. And uh, I think this next one's really important too, Glenn, because sometimes people just don't talk about what they want to do in retirement before they actually retire. It's, it's all about getting to that day, but there's less conversation and less talk about than what to actually do with your life once you get to that point. And that can actually create more issues than people might think. Well, you're exactly right, Walter. And this is this is typically where I start conversations, right? You know, I mean, I like to I like to really, you know, have a heart to heart with folks and say, you know, with all all seriousness, I want you to think in terms of I want you to step out into you know to the end of your life and I want you to look back to now and ask yourself truly what's important? What's really important for you to to have your life be? for the last chapters of your life, right? What, what do you want to do? Well, you know, how do you want to, you know, do, do you want to do things together as a married couple? Do you want to take trips? Do you, you know, do you want to do things with family, kids, grandkids, you know, legacy planning? What's important to you, right? What do you, what do you want your life, to, the, the rest of your life to be about? Right. That's important because the money is important, but how you position and what you do with your money and how you take the money out of the accounts and everything is 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 should be really dependent upon the question of us. What's important to you? Right. How do you want how do you want your you know, the, the last years of your life to go? And it's typically not a place where a lot of financial advisors go in, in, in great depth. But 
really, I mean, that's, that's all that really matters, right? I mean, at the end of your life, I mean, are you going to, do you want to have your, you know, your, your account statements, you know, stuck in the coffin with you or, you know, your, you know, your, 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 your bank books, obviously not, right? It's, it's, you know, you've saved these dollars and you've, and you've done all these things your entire life to put money away, to be able to have the retirement that you want to have. And now what do you want your money to actually do for you? And what, what do you want your life to be about? And that is critically important. And if you don't really spend time there, you know, you're going to be, you know, you're going to oftentimes be, you know, you come to the end of your life and you're going to be you're disappointed with, you know, with, with what happened. And obviously, you know, if you spend more time there and you're and you're talking with your spouse and you, and you all are really working together to create, you know, the, 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 you know, the best future, you know, you're, you're going to have a much more fulfilling retirement. Well, Glenn, I think these are important conversations to have, and we're only uh, a little over halfway through this list because there are so many deep conversations that need to be had here, and that's certainly one of them. But that can be a fun conversation, too. That shouldn't be something that's stressful for people. Yeah, yeah. They don't all have to be, like, deep and heavy, right? (laughs) So that's, that's important to know. Uh, next one, financial mistakes that couples often make is to not coordinate, and you're noticing a theme here, not coordinating is popping up a couple of times, uh, not coordinating their individual accounts like 401ks and IRAs to be sure that their combined assets are actually working together. So this is kind of in the vein of Social Security, the one that we covered a little bit earlier, not coordinating those strategies, but it kind of applies to all the different accounts in the plan. Well, that's exactly right, Walter. And the and the more and the, and the more you really start to you know break it down as to how are we going to put the pieces of the puzzle together, you know, it becomes really it, it becomes just like okay, yeah, there there has to be a coordination of all these pieces, right? And not everybody has the same pieces, right? And even if you do have similar pieces to somebody else, you might want different outcomes. So you you got to really think in terms of how, you know, okay, well, I've got I've got this account and my and you know my spouse has this account. You know, how are we going to work that out with the other, you know, with the other things we've talked about, social security benefits? What is, what is the tax situation going to look like? Do, is there a pension? Do you have kids and grandkids that you that you absolutely positively want to, you know, to have some legacy planning, you know, for and with? You know, sometimes the answer to that's yes. Sometimes it's like, well, whatever's left over. But again, you want to kind of coordinate how is all that going to work? And, you know, and, and you know, and, and really kind of have an idea. It's like, OK, we're going to start drawing from this account, you know, here and we're going to you know, position that there. And we, you know, we've, we, we want to make sure that we have that, you know, that reliable income plan that's in place that we know that we're going to be OK, regardless as to what, you know, what market conditions and the economy does. And, you know, it's it's all about, it's all about, you know, you know, looking at things as the big picture. And, you know, and creating the, the lifestyle and the life that you want and how to make how to how to fit all the different pieces of the puzzle that, you know, that you have or the different types of accounts that you have to really serve you, make your money work for you versus, you know, be, you know, being worried about it's like, oh, OK, well, what's going to happen, you know, next week, you know, with with this with this decision or what, you know, in, in, in the, you know, in, in Washington and how's that going to affect the markets and whatnot? I mean, do you really want to be spending you really want to be spending your retirement worrying about all the, all of those things, and obviously the the answer for the vast majority of people is absolutely not. I I'd really like to kind of coordinate all of the things that, that are here for you know that we that we've saved and, and worked for in retirement, so that we can we can have an enjoyable retirement. Now, that's what it's about. That's why you've put this money away in your IRAs, 401ks, and you really got to coordinate that and you know in, in such a way that it's serving you right. And that you know that that plays into all of it. You know, social security, taxes, legacy planning, 
all of the things that we that we've talked about and we talk about in a lot of different ways you know over over the over the past shows and i'm sure future shows but but we you know it's it's really important you know how do you, you know you got to coordinate things and you know and, and it, it's it's difficult if it's like you know well i've got my money and my spouse has their money and you know we're going to do our own thing I mean that can work, but but it's you know but even you know and different people are different you know different places on that on that continuum, right? But at the but at the same time, you want to make sure that you know even if it even if you have it maybe that way, right? And you know and you've always kind of kept things separate. Well, maybe maybe you know one year you know one spouse you know has more distributions, and then next year another one has more distributions, and you kind of work it out in such a way. And there's lots of different ways of of doing things, but you want to make sure it's coordinated, and you know and and have the plan that that fits which who you are and what your needs are and what you what you need as a couple. All right. Last but not least, Glenn, one more that I want to make sure we cover financial mistakes that those couples out there, all of our couple listeners often make, not managing risk in a way that both spouses are comfortable with. And so that kind of leads to one spouse always being nervous, which isn't a very good solution. Right. Well, yeah, it can lead to one spouse being nervous or another one, you know, saying, oh, gosh, we're missing out or, you know, there's 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 all kinds of different scenarios there and there's different types of risk. Right. I mean, most of the time when we you know, when, when people hear the re- word risk and they're thinking about their finances, you know, I mean, you know, you, you know, just you know, imagine what comes up for a lot of folks. And, you know, for a lot of people, it ends up being, OK, well, what's going on in the markets? Right. And that's certainly a risk, but it's not necessarily the only risk. Right. I mean, there are there are significant risks in retirement that, you know, you you, you want to manage. Right. We've talked about them in the past. You know, the, some of the big ones are, you know, long term care risk. Right. Or do you have any kind of a hedge in place that, that, that is going to help offset that if and when that happens? Right. For either one or both, both, you know, people in a married couple. Right. You know, what about the risk of, you know, future taxation? Right. I mean, I ask on a regular basis, I ask folks, you know, particularly in the, you know, in, in early meetings, you know, what is, you know, how do you feel about future taxation? What do you think is going to happen? Right. I, and I, and I, I don't know, I don't remember any time where I've, where I've had somebody tell me that they think taxes are going to go lower. Sometimes they'll tell me, well, I think they're going to stay the same, you know, or somewhere around that, you know, and, but more often than not, I, most people say, you know, I think they're going to go higher. Right. Well, you know, so if that's if that's true, you know, well, where are you? Where are your dollars? Where, you know, where is where is your money for your retirement? Is your money that you've saved for retirement? Is it in, in accounts that are subject to you know taxation risk? Right. I mean, and when you take money out, is, is it going to be taxable? And if the answer to that is yes, it's like, OK, well, now there, there's a risk there. Right. And there are ways to work to reduce that risk over time. You know, it takes some strategy. Right. But that's you can actually do that on a on a really strategic basis that has nothing to do with the ups and downs of the markets. So you, you can coordinate that with the ups and downs of the markets. But, you know, you have to you know, try to navigate, you know, multiple risks. Right. It's, it's almost like if you're you know, if you're out at sea and you're and you're trying to navigate a boat, you know, well, I mean, you could have rain, you could have you, know, you could have a hurricane, you could have, you know, you know, rough seas. There's a number of things that are there that could, you know, that could possibly that could possibly go wrong. There's a number of risks. Well, retirement's kind of that way. And, you know, and I don't want it to be a scary thing, but you got to realize that, hey, you know, there's there's more than just one type of risk. And and what are you doing to manage those and coordinating the, you know, the, the how you're how you're hedging against those risks with the assets and resources that you actually do have. And, you know, when you really start you know delving into that, you start realizing, you know, if you're looking at all your options, that there are some things that you can do that you can significantly reduce risk and, you know, and, and, and create more certainty than, you know, than you otherwise might have thought 
you know, before you really started exploring those questions and then also what, what some of the possible solutions are that are out there in the marketplace. Well, Glenn, thank you for walking us through all of these different elements of this conversation about what couples need to be thinking about, some of the pitfalls that they might run into. I know you've seen it in the office before and have had to help people navigate through these problems and issues and hate when they arise for folks and uh, want to make sure that we try to, you know, it's one thing to solve the problems, but it's even better if we can avoid them to begin with. And that's why we talk about these kinds of things here on the Retirement Roadmap. If you've got questions for Glenn about how you can avoid these mistakes or solve them if you've already made them, please reach out. 336-291-3535 is the number to call. 336 area code 291-3535. Or you can go online to roadmapfinancial.com and click on the free consultation button at the bottom of the page. Glenn, thank you for the help today, and we'll look forward to talking to you again next week. Absolutely, Walter. Take care. New shows every week. Come back and join us right here on the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. <music> 